Hello, hello, and welcome to Everybody's Bad With Money, where we share stories and get real about personal finance. We make money talk fun. I'm Amelie. And I'm AJ. And I missed you. We had I like, missed you. <laughs> we had like five days, four days without talking. It was weird. It was really weird. I know. I, I mean, I've said this before, but you are really are my other life partner. Oh, it's stop it I know it was like it was really weird I was like wait is are we like is, is she okay is she how's she doing <laughs> I'd be like how, how is Amelie where is she where is she, like, where is she uh, in the world yeah I um I know I'm so happy to be back chatting with you it's so funny I feel like even just prepping for the podcast we always talk for like an hour it's yeah. just like we just keep it just one of those relationships where we could talk forever it really is um which is a good it's a good thing we have a podcast <laughs> to keep, just keep listen to our conversations they're really interesting yeah yeah exactly um so how are you I'm pretty good I I don't know I feel like the the holiday Christmas season for me is always pretty busy. Um, so I feel like I was just kind of in it, like focused on that and feeling very present, which was good. Um, and then today I'm kind of getting back into the like real life swing of things and organizing myself and that feels good. Um, but yeah, I've been feeling very like grateful for my friends and family and even just being able to see them over the holiday. I know that wasn't the case for a lot of people, but luckily they're local and part of my pod. So I was able to see them. Um, and that was really nice. And yeah, I've just been feeling very like lovey, which is, I don't know. It's not, it's nice, but it's not a, a typical feeling for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm also like, it was nice to like wake up super early this morning and like get back in the swing of work. I had a bunch of calls and like emails to send out. Um, But it was really interesting. So the holidays used to be really an unhappy time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Really until Brett, where I told him I was not going to celebrate holidays and he was like, not going to happen. And I, I don't know. I, it was so interesting. We like really, really chilled because we have our dog and like, we're like, really focused on her mm-hmm. so it was like when we weren't really focused on her we were sitting down watching all the harry potters and like that's Sounds a lot incredible. of television. it was awesome <laughs> it was a lot of binging and i i really felt like on christmas like extreme not ext- like lo- i just felt loneliness and the reason mm. i can't even describe it as my own because i'm like with my dog and the love of my life and i didn't feel so much I was lonely I just felt like a maybe like a historical loneliness or like a reminiscent of nostalgic loneliness of like yeah because everybody's off social media and everybody nobody's texting you so your your normal routine is disrupted of like the way like if I have my 10 friends that I text all the time they're all with their families Mm -hmm. and it was always something that made me feel so alone during the holidays is because I like wasn't with I wasn't like doing anything. Um, there wasn't like some big celebration that I was a part of until I was much older and I was like going out and kind of creating my own. So it just made me like, I don't know, maybe re- reminiscently um, sad. And also sometimes I know that I can take collective sadness. In. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like maybe you are feeling the energy of the world because I do feel like this year 
there were a lot of people who are feeling lonely, who weren't able to be with their families or were really just feeling like the weight of 2020. I feel like people don't think about this enough, but there's like an undercurrent of stress and anxiety through the year. And it's like, even if it's a good year for people in terms of like, uh, looking inward or like slowing down and and there are like some silver linings and benefits to what we've all been experiencing but there's no way people aren't going to be affected by what's happening in the world and the pandemic and like it's scary regardless of how you've been dealing with it and what the year has looked like for you there is an undercurrent of like anxiety and fear of the unknown and loss yeah so yeah that's what I was going to say is you might've been feeling some of that as well. Yeah. I always, I always feel that when I experienced trauma, cause I had a lot of trauma in my life is mm-hmm. it, it's, um, it's like a, it leaves a mark and then I'm able to see that mark in other. Yeah. I feel other. And yeah. have you ever read the body keeps the score? Of course it's sitting right in front of me. Where is it? <laughs> I'll put it in that. It's right here. Notes. Um, yeah. I love that book. So he, so Bessel van der Kolt, he created um, yoga, like trauma in the body. And he created an institution for um, trauma-informed yoga. Wow. Yeah. uh, It's, that's a great book. I've talked about it. Really, really good book. Yeah. yeah, With clients and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I'm really excited to dive into today's podcast because I love the topic of New Year's resolutions and how everybody has just a totally different perspective on it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So what was your relationship to New Year's resolutions and how has it evolved over the years? That's a good question. Um, well, now I try to really call them New Year's intentions rather than resolutions. I don't know. There's just like a weird connotation with that word in my head. And it probably comes from um, like childhood and feel and hearing people talk about it. Like there's a lot of different things that go into it, but for me, intentions just like is the word that makes the most sense because that, that I don't feel like it's, I have like a rule that I've set for myself that I have, that I might break. It's more just like, this is what I'm thinking and like the mindset I want to go into the new year with. And this is, I'm being intentional about my choices and what I want like to work on in the new year. So that is kind of where I'm at now is really just like it, for me, it's just a time of reflection and it feels like a reset button um, where instead of like setting rules for myself or like completely changing my life or whatever, it's just like, okay, this is a time where we're marking a date on the calendar. And so let's like, reflect on how the last year went and set some intentions for the new year and just like try to live a more healthful life. But honestly, for most of my life, I feel like I haven't been super intentional with, or I wasn't very intentional with the new year. I would like set a goal to like go to the gym or (laughs) whatever, (laughs) whatever it might be. And then in the last like five or so years, as I've gotten more spiritual and more intentional in general I feel like I've shifted my mindset a little bit what do you did you have a new year's intention last year that's a good question um I can't remember and I think (laughs) I'm and I think that's totally okay like I don't necessarily want to remember these ones at the end of the year either although I do have my planner right here so I can actually tell you exactly what my intentions were already okay 
let's see. I have a reflection section in my planner, which is like one of the best things of all time. And I do monthly reflections. So after every month I go back and like talk about how my month was, I like, uh, there's a little scale for like happiness, calmness, pro productivity. And then just today I did my like yearly reflection for me, like reflection is more important than set and setting intentions is important, but I love reflecting because as I've talked about on the podcast, I'm much more future focused. So I feel like I'm always setting intentions, but having something to write down and like having prompts really makes me reflect on the past. That's so interesting. interesting. What's the yeah. Oh my God. Highly recommend it. Not an ad. This is just like tr truly how I feel about it, but, um, plum paper company. Oh, nice. So it's all yes. custom. It's all customizable. I think so I had my like, first one like that. Yeah. So you, you can just like create whatever. Um, but anyways, my, my vision for 2020 was worth my, in, in three words was money, health, and self-love. I think that you've definitely worked on that. Yeah. Um, and then I, it, like I could go deeper into that, but I don't feel the need to. What about you in 2020? Do you remember what your intentions were? Yes. So um, I also don't like the word um, New Year's resolution. Mm. Um, and so I also use uh, intention. Yeah. And of course, of course. You <laughs> um, and I actually have found in the last few years that I like to come up with a word. And I, and I learned about this from Joanna De DeVoe. Mm -hmm. um, she is the hippie witch, peace, love, and all that good shit. And I have been listening to her podcast since 2000, on and off since 2014, since I was in New Zealand. And I think she she's really kooky and like I go in and out with her, but she did this. Um, she was talking a lot. Of, she, I think she was the one who taught me about coming up with a word, but then she did this um, course about being the queen mm. um, and like embodying the queen. And I think like a lot of like tarot, um, it has that kind of ideology ideas where you're just like embodying the essence of an archetype or yeah. a being and so that really stuck with me. So, and like the queen is something I really resonate with. I always say like, I'm not a princess, I'm a queen. And like, that was a really big um, time. That was the time really when I started getting my finances in order. Cause I'm like, the princess is waiting for somebody to come and like fix their problems. Mm -hmm. And the queen mm -hmm. is going and doing something about it. Um, and so last year, my word was structure. And let me just walk through how great <laughs> 2020 has been for it, because I don't believe uh, that I'm going to like have structure because I set that word. I'm, I believe I'm going to have the lessons that teach me how to have structure. Right. So um, I have a full-time job. I'm planning a wedding and I have my private clients on the side. Then COVID happens and uproots all of my structure completely. Yeah. And I I create my own structure. So I started teaching four yoga classes a week because I was like, I at least need to have a base, which is something I don't think I would have ever thought to do prior. To, I don't know. It was just, it was like this need to have structure in my life um, and have some sense of normalcy. Yeah. So I was, I had something to look forward to every single, you know, basically every other day. And I knew where I was going. 
And then I decided to, I got these opportunities to teach to DC public schools and um, really focus on the budgeting business. And I uprooted the structure and I like really, it really upset me for like a long time. I like didn't feel like I could get into flow. Then my mom got sick for, and it was for four months. My life was completely uprooted. And I, and I would always come back to the word and I'd be like, I have no structure or like, I keep trying to create structure. So it was like, you know, figuring out what my morning routine is. And I'm always working on my morning routine and like what that looks like. Cause you hear, you know, you got to work out and then you got to like drink your coffee and then you got to go like, you know, pray to the deities and all that stuff. And <laughs> so like working through that, keep, I kept trying and failing and trying and failing. I was like, okay, let me see if I do this. And I do that. And then I get Luna so it's like December 6th, I get Luna and it is the ultimate structure because yeah. our life is blocks of time right now. Like literally in my life has never been so blocked and Brett and I keep like navigating this world and we, we keep talking about it. We're like, it's like, we have time for ourselves, but it's like very controlled. It's like yeah. very specific. And, um, and so we're like living in structure right now. And it's like, do you like it? Is it good for you too? It's certainly, it's different and it's going to, I mean, we want to have kids. So I, mm-hmm. it certainly is, this is the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're seeing whether, into your future. <laughs> yeah. Whether we like it or not. Um, I think that it has a lot of value in setting boundaries and yeah. being really, really um, making time really valuable. Um, and yeah. making the most of our time. That's what I've heard for some people having kids actually makes them feel like they're given their time back because they have to create that structure for themselves. Whereas like sometimes if you don't have that extra push, then you're just kind of going to let yourself float along. Yeah. Like I am really mindless when it comes to social media and it's something that I really don't like. Cause I just, I like think about how precious my eyes are yeah. and how I only have so many seconds with them and I'm wasting them looking at like the Kardashians that I unfollowed <laughs> because I don't want to follow them anymore. Yeah. And so it's being, it's just highlighting. Like if I only have three hours in between, like when Luna's up and like when she, we need to play with her and take her out, it's like, am I really going to spend, you know, 30 minutes on my phone looking at social media or should I yeah. be way better with my time? That's a very good way to look at it. Yeah. I so, feel like I'm actually pretty good about being mindful with social media. Yeah. I like, I will delete my Instagram app all the time and only download it for like 20, 30 minutes a day where I like will check up on my stuff, post what whatever, especially for our business Instagram yeah. beyond the green coaching, follow it, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and yeah, so I, I would just like try to be structured with that because I feel like if it's on my phone, I will scroll all day, all yeah. day. And so I have to do that for myself or else it's just too tempting. Yeah, totally. It's so funny. Like, I love hearing you think back on structure for 2020 and I'm thinking back on my words, which are money, health and self-love. And it's so true how like without, I didn't even think about those words that much. I mean, they're in my journal and I like would come back to them sometimes, but that really is like, those were the themes of my 2020. And I said that intentionally. So I do think that I really do believe in the power of setting intentions and like continuing to come back to them. Yeah. We'll talk later about, um, 
had it set intentions with every single month so that every single month can feel like the new year. Yep. But which I is hope- truly one of my favorite things to do. Like yeah. it's, I look forward to doing it for the following month, every month. I love it. Yeah. I, um, so I, I something that I think is really interesting, and this is like completely my lens on reality because I'm Jewish and American. Um, but I always think it's really interesting from a sales perspective that the busiest times of years are September and um, January, which are the new, the Jewish New Year and the the Universal, uh, not the what's the word the like Western New Year, the Western New Year. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. There's a, I think it's like, uh, people who follow the Rome, the Roman calendar. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that'd be a way of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, new year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always just thought, I think that's so, cause, so I've always worked in, um, sales or hospitality, mm-hmm. um, except when I had like other stints in project management, but, um, I always thought, so, so September and, and, um, January are like the, just so intense for like, like businesses can make like all their money in those two months for like the year Yeah. in sales. Um, which I think is so interesting. There is this like want so badly to shed the skin of like a, a pre, like to, to let something die and then let something be reborn to like, yeah. Because that's, re- that's really what sales are like they're trying to do. They're trying to get you and make you feel like what they can do can create transformation in your life. Yep, exactly. Create a new you. Yeah. And it's like, I, but I wonder if like at the core, like on a very deep and meaningful level, there's a, a need to reset. Yeah. You know, we're told we have to reset, but maybe even more, there's like a need. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it, it does come back to intentions because it's like living your, your life intentionally. If you don't do that every once in a while, then you're just continuing on and not looking forward or looking back. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I don't know. It's almost like it feels really good. Yeah. I don't know if it's like at the biological level, but for me, it just, I just really enjoy it. Like it's a, it's a process that feels good. Yeah. I mean, it feels great. I, I think, but, but what ends up happening is the, um, we overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate yeah. what we can accomplish in 10 years. And everybody sets like these really, really structured out unrealistic goals and they can't achieve them. That's true. I mean, that, that is why for myself, when I set intentions, I try to be really simple and yeah. really like short. Like yeah. I don't go crazy. I just do like a couple, ca- like a couple categories and we'll go into our 2021 intentions. But I try to do a couple broad categories with like one or two things at most Yeah, and things that are easily attainable. Like I, I think it's actually detrimental if you try to go too big in a year because then you're actually setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. And so I think it is really important to be intentional with your intentions. I think so too. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for or like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you don't, you want to cre- constantly create positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, and when you fail, like you're, you're giving yourself the impression that you will always fail and you're yeah. like, it's your... Another thing I just had this random thought is that Jewish New Year is usually in Virgo 
And then the Roman New Year is in Capricorn, which I think is that is really so funny. Interesting. Yep. Freaking Earth signs. They're like, get your goals. Get <laughs> yeah. Her. I know. Yeah. Oh, that is really funny. Wow. Of course, of course, Western New Year, Roman New Year is in Capricorn. Like that makes so much fucking sense to me. Yeah, they're like, we have shit to do. Mm-hmm. Like you need and like we need to make a list. We need to check it twice. Like yep. we need to do all these things. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, AJ, I would love to hear your 2021 intentions. Sure. Um, okay, so let's um start with um financial because we are a money podcast. Of course. Um, so my always um, goal at the top of the year is to max out my Roth IRA, which is um, as I'm 31 years old, it's $6,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's my retirement account. And um, you actually have um, 16 months to max out your Roth. So the top of the year starts January 1st. However, the tax, your taxes don't end until, you know, until April 15th when you file your taxes. So you have until April 15th to contribute to your Roth. This year, there was a tax extension. So everybody actually had, I think, until, I can't remember, June or July to max yeah. out their retirement accounts, which was awesome because I was able to max out mine last year. Nice. Um, so that's always my goal at the top of the year. Um so I know that I want to have at least $6,000 put away towards retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I am two months away from being at my eight month emergency fund. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Not spending a lot of money during COVID has been fantastic for me. Yeah. And um, I would love to hit that mark. So once I hit that mark, I will really be focusing on investing um and working with brett on like our collective um goals for like our next few years which is like second home and what that looks like and Mm -hmm. putting money towards a fund for that so that's exciting so I, i definitely think that i'll accomplish both those goals um and then my my financial goal for business um is that I earn six figures which would be my first oh yeah oh I love these yeah so that's uh that's I when I was writing it it was like oh I'm nervous and excited about that one so that's (laughs) cool so I want to earn six figures um okay personal goals I want to lose seven pounds at least of like fat and I want to have a fucking banging body for my wedding which is in July um yep and then I want to work with an integrative health practitioner that's what I was smiling at when I was typing it because um I know you work with a lot of um like integrative health practitioners right or like oh yeah just so many I mean it's great it's great that that's a thing and I feel like for my health issues, I've had to work with integrative specialists because Western medicine just was not cutting it and not making me feel better. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend that. Yeah, but I, what do you mean by integrative health? Because that is a very, very broad category. So I want I want them to be my primary care physician. Like mm. I want I want to work with them. They so want on... like a functional primary care physician. Exactly. A functional. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mm-hmm. want. Because I don't have a lot of um, 
I'm really healthy. I really don't, I don't get sick. I'm really healthy, but I just know that I could be feeling so much better than I do um, with the right, like doctor looking at, like really looking at me from a holistic place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's been on my list for a long time. And like, I'm in a financial position where I can do it. And I've just been too scared to like pull the plunge. I have a lot of blockage. And functional PCPs don't have to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, like just a copay. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's up there. Um, this is like personal goals. Um, I guess it's all the same. I want to like feel sexy. I want to feel more sexy. So I want to mm. like dress up more and like tr- and like put myself together more. You know, it's so easy in the house to like not really try. Yeah. And I want to try more. I want to feel more beautiful and sexy and in my body. I love that. And I want to have boneless days. And I, so like, if that's even just Shabbat, like just having um, Friday Shabbat to Saturday yeah. and just ha- not having a phone, I would, that's something that I really want to do and incorporate, um, definitely make sure that we commit to having Shabbat every Friday. Cause I love doing it. And so many mm-hmm. of my friends actually do it now too, which is really cool. And then for my business, I want to have a kick-ass marketing and sales um, program or like a um, pipe, like system up in place, mm-hmm. like what I know what I'm doing with my marketing and sales. And then I want to work with over, oh, so something that I did last year is I wanted to work with 20 clients in 2020 and I exceeded that goal, which nice. is awesome. Yeah. I worked with well over 20 clients. So um, next year I want to work with over a hundred new clients. Nice. Ooh, yeah. I love it. We'll make that happen. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So those are my goals. Those are like, my, um, so something that we talk a lot about in, um, heal your relationship with money and be, and become financially mm-hmm. free. And also when I work with my private clients is, um, values and goals as everything you can't yeah. understand your budget unless you understand what you value and how, because if you don't know what you value, then it doesn't matter you don't care what you spend your money on, but when you start to realize what you value, then it's easier to sacrifice things outside of um, what you value so that you're, you spend less on the things you don't care about and spend more on the things you do care about. Yeah. And if you're not intentional about it and not looking at your budget, there's absolutely no way that you're spending in terms in line with your values and goals. It's just not possible. Like you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. So one of the big things that I always have, so I always have my clients do like a really extensive values and goals um, workbook. And, and one of the things we do is like, we, you, you freeform write out your goals and then we break them down into categories because that way you can like, it just makes it bite-sized. So it's like, I'm working on financials, personal and business. Like this could have been like financial health and business. Mm -hmm. Um, and like getting really clear so that when like, let's say someone's like, you want to run a 5k comes up. I'm like, you know what? That's actually like not in my goals right now. So I'm not going to go do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or like, let's say like, I like, I like listen to this amazing podcast about gardening and I'm like, okay, I want to add this whole like home decor and gardening thing. It's like, well, actually that's like not aligned with my goals for right now. So I need to like put that on the table, on the table, put that like on the shelf and come back to it later. The table shelf. The table shelf. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to say that I would love to hear your 2020 goals. 2021, honey. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> what year is it again? I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, see, exactly what you were saying. My categories are different than yours. I haven't really thought about business goals. I really do need to think about that. So TBT or TB, TBT? TB, to be determined, TBD. TBD, TBD, TBD on those. Um, but yeah, it's actually really interesting what you were saying about clients because I'm working with a client right now who for the first three months, we didn't even touch her budget or her spending. We just focused on values and goals and like some career development stuff, but it's like, we had to really carve that out and really like take time to dive into that before we could even touch on how money was related to that. It always is the first step. So I completely agree with that. Um, and okay. So my 2021 intentions, I broke them down into three categories. I have finance, personal development and spirituality is my three. Um, on the finance side of things, well, I would just like to say that in 2020, I paid off all of my debt. That's amazing. <laughs> With a lot of your help and <laughs> a lot of budgeting. And I also got a promotion this year, which was super helpful. Um, and it honestly was like one of the best feelings of all time. Also um, like massive, massive scaling down of your spending. Massive scaling yeah. down. I, I want to just like emphasize that like despite the fact that you made a ton more money, you actually scaled down more. Yeah. To pay off your debt. Yeah. If you think about like percentage wise, I mean, I'm happy to share my actual numbers. I currently spend a thousand dollars a month outside of rent and reoccurring expenses. And I live in a major city. Yeah. And like, granted it's COVID. So there's less to spend my money on and things are less tempting, but, and there are certainly months where I go like a couple hundred dollars above that, but that's like my baseline and it's completely doable. Yeah. And I like, and I still spend money. I mean, I spend a good amount of money on like really nice skincare. Like that's something that I spend a a decent amount of money on. And it's just that I'm able to spend that money because I have scaled back on other things that aren't as important to me. What are you, yeah. So what are some of the things you um, are not spending money on? I mean, with COVID, I don't ever go out to dinner. Um, Once in a while, I have like a little bit of space in my budget for getting takeout. Um, And then I spend a good amount of money on groceries because I really care about where my food comes from. So I feel like my big, like my food spending goes towards groceries, but scaling back, I used to go out to dinner like all the time, just out of pure laziness. Like if I didn't want to cook, I would go spend money. And now if I really am lazy, I'll do like takeout, but I have, I've created like a really simple staples that I know I can go back to that are like healthy and nourishing and that I can create for myself in like five seconds, you know? So it's like, I just have put systems in place so that if I'm feeling lazier, or I feel that feeling, I have something like that can be satisfying, like a grilled yeah. cheese or something, you know, like that for me, like it's the spot, but it's pretty cheap. Yeah. And, uh, it, I like still, it takes five seconds to make, you know, things yeah. like that. Um, I scaled back on shopping. I, uh, didn't, I think I bought like, I'm, this is a total estimate, but under five pieces of clothing for myself this year. Wow. And it was all based out of need. Like I bought myself a new pair of jeans, like purely because I needed them. Um, 
and most of what I bought was actually secondhand, which actually goes perfectly well I'll go personal development goals later but I have a big like shopping goal for myself in personal development I want to talk um, about that at, like we should definitely do a podcast about that because someone has like really brought to my attention like the really like messed up side of secondhand shopping in a way that I've like never thought about so we should oh that interesting we'll talk about that when I get to my personal development okay. goal but um so yeah, I paid off my debt in 2020 and my goal for 2021 is to, I have a little bit of medical debt left over. So my goal is to pay that off this year and it's t- totally doable. Um, and then I want to have 40% of my emergency fund, which for me is like about a little over 10K. Woo, woo, woo. Also totally doable. I really want to go over that if I can, but I'm not going to like stretch myself. I I'm trying to set attainable goals so that I feel good when I hit them. If I go over fantastic. Do you know how much that is a month? Um, I think it ends up being a little under a thousand. Uh, no. Cause I already have, it's like $600 a month. Does that which feel is like- completely doable? Like so, so doable. And you, me. and you put money into a 401k. Oh, I'm, well, that's my other one is max out my, okay, my 401k. Cool. Oh, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, my yeah. God. I know. Whoa, big goals, big girl goals. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about personal development because my first, well, and this isn't even necessarily personal development, it's just personal, but my main like goal for myself in 2021 is to not buy anything from, or clothing clothing category is to not buy anything from non-sustainable stores. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to buy anything that's fast fashion. And if I want to buy an article of clothing, I'm either going to buy it from a sustainable brand. I'm going to do my research and put my money where my mouth is, or I'm going to buy something thrifted or secondhand so that it already has gone through the life cycle of being worn. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested to hear, what were you saying about the, the messed up part of secondhand clothing. Yes. Yeah, so basically like the whole culture of um, like thrift stores and like the jacked up prices that they have on these clothes is that basically somebody goes to like a, um, a Goodwill, mm-hmm. which is like for people who are like in dire need to get things and yeah. they find these diamond in the roughs and they have the time to like really sift through them. And then they like quadruple the, pr- I mean like even more than that. Cause like it could be like a $3 shirt that they, they sell for like $300. Yeah. Um, and basically it's, it, it, it's like part, it's, it's a big part of like, it, it can, it, it's impacting, you know, I, I don't know enough about it, but I, I think it's a really interesting perspective and something that I've never thought about, about the thrifting world. I've always found it really infuriating how expensive um, secondhand clothes are. I didn't really understand that because I'm like, I don't understand. Like most secondhand stuff is in like a tiny shop. I mean, like, yeah, I understand they have to cover overhead. But I'm like, why is this so expensive? If someone like, it's like, oh, like a basic like baseball tee. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about if they found like a designer thing. And like, you know, I'm just talking like a baseball tee that has like a, like a Columbus, Ohio, like, you know, high school. Yeah. It's like $25. And you're like, why? Yeah. Um, and so basically there's a lot of like cultural appropriation and they're feeling the feeling that like it's a very privileged um, business 
Yeah. Um, cause yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that. I've always known that about certain thrift stores, but I think it really depends where you shop. Like you can find, uh, for me, I don't even really go in person to thrift stores. Like that's, I do mostly like secondhand online clothing. So I'll do like Poshmark or one of those other, mm. whatever it is. And and for me, it's, I, I'll try to, and I never buy from boutiques. I buy directly from people. So it's like just people like you or me selling their yeah. clothes. Things are super reasonably priced and it's a way to um, buy things sustainably because they've already been worn and already have been created. And it's also good for your wallet because there's so many clothes out there. And for me, the point of this goal is not even financial. It's purely for the environment for sustainability because the fashion and and I would love to do a whole podcast episode on this because it's like one of my passion projects but like fast fashion is so bad um I don't want to mess up the stats but I do know some information like there's more carbon pollution from the fashion industry than all flights combined every year yeah I mean and yeah and and like polyester takes I think over like it's either 200 or 400 years to um, biodegrade and like all of our clothes are made out of polyester and there's just landfills and landfills of clothes and people throw them away all the time it like shopping is obviously so connected to consumerism which is so bad for the planet and so for me it's like a it's a declaration of putting truly putting my money where my mouth is like if I want to buy a dress I'm going to do the research find a company that I believe in that is making clothes out of materials that are sustainable and feel really good about my purchase. And honestly, those clothes are probably going to be pretty expensive. Like I'm expecting if I want to buy a new dress for it to be pricey because I'm going to buy it from a sustainable brand, but I'm going to, again, like buy so few clothes this year that when I do buy something, I want it to be an investment and I want it to be a declaration of how I want to spend my money. Yeah. Um, and what, and my values. So it all comes back to values. Um, and for me, the, the thrifting piece is more like secondhand if I need something basic or like if I see something from free people that I really want, I'll wait until I can get it secondhand. It's it's little things like that. So that I'm put, I continue to put my money where my mouth is, but I really want to focus more on like buying from sustainable brands. Cause I do want to support those brands Yeah, and I I don't, I don't want to have like cheap clothes in my closet anyways. But it's like every once in a while, I will allow myself to do that. All I know is that I just don't want to buy fast fashion. It's not what I believe in. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think that there's, I think it's an interesting conversation and one that I definitely want to keep having. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you that like, we're, it's just unacceptable at this point. Like we have to do better. We just have to do better. And that means stop buying things from Forever 21 and H&M. Yeah. I do want to say though, that I'm not going to shame anybody else for their choices. Like people can, people can buy their clothes from wherever they want. I just urge everybody to educate themselves because I don't think that this is something that most people know about. And most people think of like the environment and sustainability as um, not wasting food or like composting, but there's all this whole other um, industry that people really buy into especially women like love buying clothes and it's like if you are a believer in sustainability just educate yourself about the places that you're buying from yeah Um, I think so much of your relationship with money like um and and your and your relationship to stuff 
like really comes out like with shopping and like buying yeah. a ton of crap and like buying a ton of things, you know, like, a- like asking a client like, oh, what'd you buy in this shopping category? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, and I think it like can, uh, I think that that industry can just be a massive void. Like yeah, exactly. Void. And it does more harm than good. And I, I mean, I'm victim to it too. I'm not like, I'm not perfect. Um, but it's all about just trying to be more conscious about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and some other personal development goals for me are to um, really focus on like honesty with my friends and family and being myself in, no matter who I'm with and not like catering to the people I'm with. I'm speak- It's hard for me to explain this goal, but it's just like being myself all the time and being honest with people in the moment. Um, what does it feel like when you're not being yourself? Um, it feels like I am more aware of trying to make a good impression on people rather than just being who I am mm-hmm. fully. And, and I, it's just for me, it's like, I want to stand up for what I believe in and speak my truth regardless of the people in the room um for and for me honestly like a big reason why I'm saying this is like fully being open and myself at work because I think that's the place where people will often uh I don't know like conform to the standard of a workplace environment and for me I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Of course, there are going to be some kind of like unwritten work rules that you have to follow, like basic professionalism. Right. But outside of that, right. I want to continue to like stand up for the things I believe in, in all settings. Yeah. Cool. That's a great one. Yeah. And then my last category is spirituality. Um, we are we have spoken and know this woman named Laura Gray, who is absolutely incredible. And she um, has a web series called that are called Metagration. So I don't know. I don't want to even explain it because I feel like I'll butcher it. <laughs> and We'll let her explain it herself at some point. But um, one of my main spirituality goals is to do some of her Metagration series and like really keep up with that. And focus on like sleep and anxiety for me, I think. Yeah. My two things. Um, just a little hint about metagrations. If you want to like, you know, when you're like, you feel disembodied and you mm-hmm. want to like be in your body, like this is being in your body times exactly. a million. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, that's like one of my really big goals is just be in my body through metagrations. Um, Very cool. and then I want to continue to read you know, spiritual books. The, two of the best books I read this year were Outrageous Openness and um, what's it called? It's called like, uh, hold on, let me, let me look it up so I don't butcher the name. Uh, Help Thanks Wow. Have you heard <laughs> of that? No. Oh my God, AJ, you would love it. I'll put it in the episode notes, but it's 
uh, kind of like a book on alternative prayers. So she says her, her three prayers always start with help, thanks, or wow. And that's how she like prays to the universe and gets in touch with the universe. And it was one of the best books I've read. And I actually read it in New Mexico as my grandma was dying, which is like really intense. But yeah, I want to continue just like reading books like that because I feel like they really fuel my spirituality and like make me think. And so I just want to continue that, find some good books to read. Um, And my last and final intention under spirituality and in general is to write a letter to my grandma who passed away. Mm. I have not been able to do it. I'm just not ready yet. But at some point this year, I really want to do that. Is this like what your eulogy would have been? It'll be something like that, or maybe just like an open letter to her and what she did to me. Um, Yeah. I really want to like address it to her as if I'm speaking to her, Mm. not to other people. So I'm not going to do anything with it, but I just want to write it. Um, Oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. I I I just like, I have not been ready. Yeah. My eulogy to my grandfather was like one of the greatest things I ever read, wrote yeah. because I just, I, it just, when he died, it opened up like all these thing, all these memories that I just took for granted. Mm. Um, so I can't wait for you to do that. I'm going to piggyback. I want to challenge myself. I want to give myself a challenge that every minute I'm on social media, I have to double it and read. Mm. Like, so if I'm yep. a minute on social media, I'm two minutes reading because I love to read. And I, if I'm not in like the flow of reading, I really struggle. And this year I wanted to do 20 books in 2020. And I think I only got through 10 um, and seven of them were Harry Potter. So that's <laughs> really not acceptable. Oh, um, I mean, that's the thing though, with all of these things is that you can't shame yourself for what you've done. And I like, bought so many books this year though, and yeah. I just can't finish them. Um, so I just have to keep showing up in that department because I love reading. And um, maybe we have a little book club on some spiritual books. Yeah, I'd I would love, love that. We could do the Living Gita. Mm-hmm. Um, There's yeah. so many. So many. I'm just. I also I'm read like the a, the red t- red tent this year, which oh, to me is spirituality. Oh, one hundred percent. I have the red tent somewhere. It's incredible. Also, women who run with the wolves. Oh God! It, literally, all these books that we're talking about are in my, like. I'm looking at them right, right now. now. Yeah, <laughs> subtle art of not giving a fuck. Another one that I read like every couple of months. Yeah, everybody has recommended that to me too. It's great. Yeah, that really that whole book is all about living in line with your values. That's the the message of the book. That's really it. Amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I thought it would be cool, and you also thought it would be cool. <laughs> we thought it would be cool to talk about um, astrology and how to set intentions um, every month. Yeah. Um. So what's really cool is that on Wednesday, when this podcast is coming out is the new moon in cancer. So Mm -hmm. let me go into a little explanation on new moon versus full moon. So new moon is a time for planting seeds. It's dark. So if you think about it, like when you're planting seeds in the earth, it's very dark. And in the darkness is where life is created. Like Mm -hmm. you are born in the womb. Um, And so every month you're given this opportunity, the moon is, is translucent. And you get to 
plant your seeds for what you want for the year, for the next five years, what you want for the month. And um, the moon is on a 28 day cycle. So every single month you're given this opportunity to re um, state and create a new intention for the month. And um, as someone who um, loves structure or wants to create structure, this is a really nice way to flow through your life because for me and Amelie, I, I think you agree with me is that like the way that we have set up our, our schedule in life is just not intuitive to women Mm -hmm. at all. Um, and when I was, um, your age, I got heavy into like learning how to sync my period with the moon. Yep. Me too. Like, and understanding that I am in a flow 28 days a month and I have different set of hormones, like literally a different set of chemical reactions happening in my body from from bleeding day to ovulation day, from ovulation day to bleeding day. Mm-hmm. And the and and really honoring and embracing and understanding my own cycle. I spent a lot of time like really figuring out what that looks like for me. And I I literally know exactly the day that I'm ovulating. Um, yeah, me too. And I know exactly when I'm getting my period and it's always between the new and full moon. It changes and it rotates and it gravitates and there's different um, beliefs about um, when you ovulate um, near the new moon versus the full moon and all of that. But yeah, I currently get my period always on the full moon. I get my period now on the new moon. Yeah. Most, I think most women do around our age because with the new moon that, and if you get your period, over the new moon, it means that you're actually not trying to get pregnant. Whereas the full moon is where you, when you're more fertile, which is crazy because I'm not trying to get pregnant at all, but I do like syncing it with the full moon. Yeah. I, um, it, it really changes. Like, I think it's like, I have to watch it. Um, cause sometimes it goes into the, the full moon. Sometimes it goes into the new moon and it's a totally different energy when I get my period on the new moon versus when I get my period on the it full really moon. It really is completely different energy. Um, well, so when you get your period, what's interesting that you said that because when you get, and there's like lots of different studies out there, but when you get your period on, when you get your period on the new moon, that means that you ovulate during the full moon. So when I was, so actually when I was your age, I know for sure that I was ovulating on the full moon because I would go out with my pepper, now my cinnamon oil, which is an aphrodisiac. And I was like ready to I like thrive when I was ovulating. Cause I felt this, you feel the sexiest. Yeah. You like you, your skin is glowing because you're like mm-hmm. trying to have a baby. I'd put on the cinnamon essential oil. It would burn. It was so funny. I would always forget to like rub it in with coconut oil and it would burn me, but I smelled so good and it was awesome. <laughs> um, and I was just like living my best life. Oh my God. And then like, I wanted to die during the new moon. I was like, I was like, yeah. Um, I really had a lot of depression before my, um, my, uh, period. Oh, as do I, my friend. It was like really bad. Like I thought I needed, like, I need like, I would think for like three days that I like had to go on meds and like that I needed like to like get a therapist immediately. And that like something was wrong with me, like for maybe like a year. And then like, finally, I, I think Brett was like, you get like really depressed or I don't know if it was Brett. I, I don't know if I can give him that credit. He's very insightful, but I don't know if it was him or me, but yeah, I was just like, I, I can't keep living this way. And 
Um, my mom and I had a huge shift. Actually, I'd love to tell the story really quick. So, so tangent, but um, I blamed my mom for a long time because of my financial situation. And it prevented me from dealing with my tax debt. It prevented me from dealing with my student loans. I was really resentful um, and I felt really angry at her. And I remember we were sitting down having Chinese food and I was like saying the same shit that I was always saying to her. And I just saw her as this human being for the first time who didn't mean to put me in that situation. And even if she intentionally did, get the fuck over it. You know, like, it's like, I'm a grown up. I was 20, like eight years old at this point. I was like, just grow up, AJ, and like stop blaming your mom for your life. I mean, yes, you didn't put yourself in student loan debt. You were kid, fine, but you have to deal with it. It's just like if I had a disability, I'd have to deal with it. It's like, just face yourself. Stop yeah. blaming this other person who's a human who has their own life to work out and own life to start. And the reason why I bring that up, one, because it's about money, but two, I swear to God, my period changed forever after that. It was the craziest. And, Damn. I, remember, and I remember looking in the mirror the next day because I got my period like the next, that morning and I looked different. That's so insane. I believe it though. I believe it fully. Totally really. Also just such an important life realization. And it's hard to talk about this because I feel like we're going to get backlash for this, but whatever. Like people are in the world right now we're all about like uh feeling your emotions and like letting yourself be okay and like not putting pressure on yourself and like yes of course those are important lessons but like I think it's so important to take responsibly responsibility for your life and stop blaming other people and like honestly pull yourself up and like get your shit together I could literally blame and no one would no one would say anything. I could blame everybody yeah. in my life. And, and people do this all the time. And as soon as you turn, like flip your switch for like to to hear this and see this in other people, it's literally like a light bulb went off in my head when I did this. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. The number of people who are stuck in this victim mentality, blaming other people for their life and not taking accountability and just like getting their shit together. It's like, it's insane. It's insane. There were lots of little moments that really like helped me get there. I remember once watching somebody, um, like in her late thirties, like yelling at her mom that, cause she like fell off, um, a bike and she yelled at her mom and she was like, you never taught me how to ride a bike. And I remember being like, oh my God, that's what I sound like. And I have, I have justification, right? I can, I can sit here and say, well, you know, my dad left when I was 15 and my sister got sick and I can say all those things. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I'm the ruler of my life. Yeah. It doesn't, that is the thing. It doesn't matter. It's like you, you don't get to choose. And this is what a subtle art of not giving a fuck is all about. It's like, Mm -hmm. you don't get to choose your life circumstances, but you get to choose how you deal with them. And like, yes, life isn't fair. People get dealt different hands so what like you it's like you still have to deal with it and not dealing with it is a choice in itself oh I could talk about this all day I know. it really gets me fired up and I know and I just want to tell people like <laughs> which is not whatever I'll just fucking say it I just want to tell people like no one gives a fuck no one cares like stop complaining and just 
get your shit together because like you have the power to do it. Like everybody does. Yeah. And like, of course I am like an extremely emotional person. I'm very vulnerable and I'm sensitive and I, and that's who I am. And, but I still can get my shit together. Like I have mental health stuff, but it's like, none of that even matters. Like it doesn't matter. It's not, a, it's not, we're not trying to play a blame game or like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not making sense, but I hope I am. I mean, I think you're making a lot of sense and it's something that's why I'm like, I love Susie Orman because she's just like, I know that this is not what I'm supposed to say. She's like, she literally just had a podcast, like go check it out in the last few weeks about this, where she's Mm -hmm. like, you need to like stand on your own two feet. And I, I, I will tell this, I was, so I was 22 years old and I had just gone, I was doing birthright in Israel and I was sitting next to this guy named Michael and I had a crush on him and I was telling him my whole sob story. I was like, my sister was sick when I was four. My dad left me when I was 15. My mom, you know, this and that. Um, all this stuff with my mom and da da da, and he turns to me and he looks me in the eye, doesn't blink, and he goes, "The things that happened to you were meant to happen to you, for you to learn a lesson because you didn't get it, or something like that. Like the things that happened to you were meant to happen to you because you didn't get it." Yeah. And I just literally sobbed for like an hour, maybe two hours, and I couldn't stop crying. And my best friend Brittany was with me. Um, and we, and I was trying to explain it to her, but I couldn't stop crying because I just knew like he had pierced my heart in a way that like, no one had ever had the courage to say to me that no one would in my life would have said all these things were meant to happen so that you could learn a lesson because that's like not necessarily true. Yeah. The idea that like, I was meant to learn, I was brought into this life to have these experiences so that I stopped blaming other people for me not living my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that just, it's full circle back to my intention. Like that's what I mean by really focusing on honesty this year. It's like being that, that voice of reason for people and not allowing people to continue to live this victim mentality. That's like exactly what I mean is like, and I feel like I've done it for a lot of my life. Like just let people complain to me because I do like being the person that people come to to talk about stuff. And I feel like I can handle it. And like, I've always been that person for my friends and family. And just like, that's just who I am. But I am tired of listening to people complain about or play like in this victim mentality. And I want to be really honest and upfront with people and be like, actually, I'm not going to listen to this bullshit anymore. Like, I'm going to give you some tough love because you need it. And I want people to do the same for me. Like, I want to call people on their bullshit. Yeah. That's my goal for 2021. It's, um, it's a wonderful gift that I got from my mother, um, is my mm. fierce honesty. And it's something that I, love I, that I really cherish from her because my mom is ruthless and I can be too. And I think I, I, I've developed, I think I just naturally have a lot of compassion and empathy. I think I was born this way. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I have a, it, it, I've actually had to learn how to like tone it down in a way that's really constructive. I really mm. want it to be intentional. I had to learn how to be intentional with it. Cause I like, you know, it's all about timing. And like, I'm learning the finesse of learning when the appropriate time to say things is and when it's not. Yeah. Um, it's not always appropriate. It's very to true. People, like really tough love, 
But I yeah. love being that. And something, so we were talking about women who run with the wolves. Something that I really, really love um, is the ruthless mother, like the, the mother who's going to take the, the wolf and grab its neck when it's doing something wrong. So it's training them to like be smart in the wilds. Whereas there's like the good mother, there's the, the ruthless mother, and then there's the crow, the crone or the crane, mm-hmm. which is like the old wise. And it's so interesting because I think a lot of women get really stuck in the good mother. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I think they were raised by good mothers. I think that's also why like men have a lot of issues with communicating um, because they were like so coddled and like they have yes. issues with their emotions um, and express, and also not even just that, like expressing their masculinity, like, 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 and I'm talking about, and I don't mean to like discredit any other genders I'm, or, or lack of gender. I'm just explaining the masculine and the feminine energy. Yeah. I'm not talking about specifics, but I'm not talking about specifically about people, but masculine energy, like those who are male, who are, who are deprived of their masculinity. They never had ritual around masculinity. I think a lot of that is because they didn't like watch their fathers. They like were raised by like the good mother. And I mm-hmm. think for women, there's that sense, like they can't leave the nest. They can't go on their own adventures. They can't, um, they have to do everything perfectly. I think perfectionism is like a cultural, like epidemic. Yeah. Um, wow. We went on such a tangent. I love it. Yeah. Before we wrap, let's, let's head back to easing astrology to cycles. So okay. I think we were, we were talking about the, the new moon and full moon. Amazing. So I just want to real quick recap. New moon is the great time to set intentions. And then the mm-hmm. full moon is the great time to use the energy to release the things that are preventing you from setting those intentions. Exactly. Um, so basically every single month you're going to have a new moon and, um, it's going to be in a, um, in depending on the, I'm just getting all my stuff together. So (laughs) right now we're going to have, oh, it's a full moon. That makes sense. So the new moon, so I, I lied, sorry on Wednesday, December 30th, it's going to be a full moon in cancer cancer. because the new moon was in Sagittarius in December the new moon is always the same as the, the, um, the astrological sign of the month. Exactly. So that's a really easy way to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the new moon was in Sag. So, and it, there's different numbers. So like, for example, so in the full moon, it's like eight cord, eight degrees cancer, Mm-hmm. So then you go into your birth chart. Your birth chart is the time you were born, the day you were born and the location you were born, which you can easily find online. Yeah. And you plug that all in and then you get a, a circle and the circle is your chart. And you look at the, um, where cancer, for example, cancer is in your chart and you see what degree it's at. Um, cause the degree is important because it could be in a different house. So you want to see what house it's in and the house there's 12 different houses and I'll just like quickly go through the 12 different houses. So house one is your ego sense of self. House two is um, material possessions, security. Three is uh, your local community and communications. Four is family and home. Five is creativity, romance. Six is day job, routines, health. Seven is partnerships. Eight is death sex transformation, nine is travel philosophy, 10 is public image career legacy, 
11 is um, humanity technology and 12 is collective unconscious psychic abilities. Um, and they're all ruled by um, a different zodiac signs. So it starts with Aries and it ends with Pisces. So Aries rules your first house and Pisces rules your 12th house. Now, if, so let's say, so Sagittarius, um, let, for simple simplicity, let's, we can think about my chart. My chart is set so that Aries is my first house and Pisces is my 12th house. Most of you will not have that. Um, it depends. Now I'm getting really technical, but it depends on where your rising sign is, what your rising sign is, your mm-hmm. ascendant that initiates your first house. Um, yep. So what's your ascendant? Capricorn. So your first house is in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. My first house is in Aries because my ascendant is in Aries. Yep. My last so, is in Sagittarius. Exactly. So, so your, so, so much, so perfect. So your 12th house is in Sagittarius. So mm-hmm. that means that your new moon was going to be all about setting intention around collective unconscious and psychic abilities. And of course, Laura came into your life. Oh yeah. In the, tw- in that- look at that. Crazy. So Basically, you want to figure, it's really simple. I hope I'm not overcomplicating it, but basically you look at where the new moon is in your houses. And then depending on what the theme is for that house, you can make a, um, you can make an intention. So let's say, for example, um, it was in, the new moon was in Libra, then you, you, and it was in your house of, um, it was in your house of public image, career, and legacy, house 10. So let's say that. So can you, where can people find their house? Where can people figure out what the full moon, which house the full moon is in for them? So the full moon is in, okay. Which, where can people find out where their house is? So when you look at your chart and you look at the full moon, sorry, when you look at the- Let moon, me rephrase the question. So yeah. if, so for example, on the- on Wednesday, we're going to have a full moon in cancer. Yeah. Where do people go from there to figure out what they need to focus on for the, during that full moon? So I kind of would rather do a new moon. That's fine. Okay. So I just want to see new moon, January, 2021. So the new moon and Capricorn is go. Oh, I have it yeah. written down. I just want to see what the number is. Okay. 23 degrees Capricorn. Okay. Okay. So you go to your chart and you see the 12 houses mm-hmm. and you find where Capricorn is in your chart. And then that determines what house the moon is in for you. Okay. So Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do two examples. I'm going to do my chart and your chart. Great. So Capricorn is in my 10th house. So I'm going to make an intention about public image, career, and legacy, which works perfectly because I'm working on marketing and sales. Perfect. So that's what I'm going to focus on in the new moon. So Amelie's is Capricorn is in her first house, which means self and ego. So she's going to set an intention using the energy of Capricorn, which is all about 
structure and building systems and like really thinking high level about yeah. herself logical about her image about how she wants to be perceived by the world which she was saying in her goals is honesty and and um and transparency so that's like basically how you do it and you can do it every single month I love uh, it that was a perfect explanation thank okay. you okay woohoo we got there <laughs> I'm good with examples yes um, so yeah, it's really fun. I'm really excited. Like, let us know if you do it and what that's like for you. Yes. Yeah, send us some DMS with, with some of your goal settings. And I just want to say that for me, especially after reading the red tent, I really started not only tracking my periods really intensely as we have talked about tracking my ovulation, but I also follow the calendar of the full and new moons a lot more than I follow like the January, February, March calendar. Like I really am intentional with following the moon cycle and the lunar calendar and myself to nature and like a higher consciousness. Totally. And it, it works really well for me. And I mean, for me, like January, February, March, what is that? It's just something that we created out of nothing, but like the lunar calendar and following that was created by the earth and is like a very cyclical uh, way of viewing things that and you can actually look outside and like see the physical represent, representation of it, which is really cool. I feel like going back to like the whole victim conversation and the emotional, like people being too emotional, not being able to get out of their own way is... I think so much of us is, are stifled emotionally because we don't know how to tap in. And this is a way to live very emotionally. Like yes. this is a way to live in the flow of life. And like, it's natural to have dips and it's natural to have highs and it's natural to flow with the energy of the universe. And the more you tap into that, then the more normal you'll feel like yep. you'll feel like your emotions make sense. Yeah. And one way that I like to think about the lunar calendar also um, is that, I mean, an example of this is that obviously we all know that the tides are affected by the moon and then our bodies are what, like 80% water. Yeah. And so like, of course we're going to be affected by the energy of the moon because we are made up of water. Yeah. So it's just like you, it's, and, and tapping into that is physical, emotional, and spiritual. I agree. Well, what a beautiful, note, yeah, I was just going to say like, for, end. <laughs> what a beautiful way. Um, thank you everybody for listening to everybody's bad with money. This podcast was presented by beyond the green coaching. We are offering our first course of 2021 heal your relationship with money and become financially free. It starts January, but there are just a couple of spots left. Go ahead and snag yours by sending us a message on Facebook, on Instagram at beyond the green coaching. You can't miss us. We can't wait to see you there. Yes. Happy new year. Happy new year. And AJ, what are three things that you're grateful for? Oh yes. That part. Um, I am grateful for Brett. I am grateful for my friends and I am grateful for my family. I am grateful for 
my apartment. I am grateful for my health and I am grateful for money. Go money! <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Happy Bye. New Year. Happy New Year.